Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Taking Back Our Corners. We're the officially unofficial podcast for everything that uh, David Simon and George Pelicanos make. Uh, in particular, We Own This City, a new HBO limited series about a gun task force in, in Baltimore uh, and police corruption and civil rights enforcement and the war on drugs and police brutality and just just the whole fucking vibe we got going on in this country right now. I'm your host Aaron and I'm Jim. Uh yeah, we're here. I'm I'm very excited to cover this thing. This is the first thing that I've covered in real time that David Simon and Pelicanos have worked on. Uh we did Deuce, the Deuce, but the Deuce was uh more about pornography and property values than it was about the things that attracted me to David Simon's projects in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he is the, uh, the guy uh, responsible for the wire. Um, show me hero, a bunch of different things. And I, I love David Simon, George Pelicano's joints. I'm very excited yeah. to talk about this one. Uh, how about you, Jim? How, how, what's your temperature on? We own this city. Oh, I'm excited for it. Um, I've really enjoyed some of the limited series that he did. You know, I, I never finished the, um, the World War Two era one. What was that called? Uh, it it could happen here in America. Uh, the plot against America. The plot against America. I never finished that one. I watched the first couple episodes. I need to get back to that. Um, so good. And I haven't seen Treme, but that might be the only things I haven't seen because I really like the Deuce. I really like the Wire. Uh, classic, you know, all time. Uh, yeah. I really liked the Show Me a Hero miniseries uh-huh. that he did. That was great about housing. Um. And, and among other things. Yeah, I'm a David Simon fan. I feel like he has a lot of write-on critiques about uh, our modern society, and especially when it comes to like law enforcement and media and that kind of, uh, I guess, mix of, of the different effects, the different forces in play. Politics, obviously. You know, a lot of times when we talk about social type issues on bald, bald move, we talk about how hard it is to kind of, you know, or, or we decry the fact that most people like play fast and lose the facts. Mm-hmm. They don't look at both sides of an issue. I feel like the thing that sets these Simon Pelicanos joints apart from a lot of their contemporaries is that because they have so much experience in journalism and law enforcement and because of the research they've done, uh, and the work they've done in communities, they also have touched on, um, you know, politics and things that happen in schools. It, they feels like when you say that they have right on critiques, they're not just right on and that they agree with them. They feel like a, a, a full 360 degree analysis of a problem. Like you really deeply yeah. understand the nature of a problem, the challenges, the risks, the benefits uh, that you get from watching these shows that you don't when you're, you know, watching something like Narcos. For example, yeah, it almost feels like you know David Simon probably has like a lot of opinions on the way to improve things, um, the the way to uh, fix a lot of the problems. Uh, but he's not just con- he's not just content to put that solution on screen and say this is the way it should be. He's he's painting a picture for you of how it is first, and then he'll kind of walk you through that forest and say, okay, here's how you avoid some of these trees. It seems like another. There's a couple theses that I come to appreciate from their projects. Is one is you can't ever rely on any kind of like uh, 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 system to save you. You can only rely on the people around you. Hmm. 
and also uh we have to and, and like but but then it's like question mark question mark question mark because like i i think a lot like my um at the end of the the wire like there's a couple things that you can uh the conclusions you can draw like number one we should end the drug war it's been 20 years since the wires released a drug war still rages on mm-hmm. uh it's going to be a big focus of this show but like i that's the one thing that is kind of frustrated me is i'm never quite sure what the prescription is other than you can't trust systems you got to trust each other but is that the end goal or is that like him saying that until we have that community and until that we can get out of our own little bubbles and like talk to our neighbors and identify the real problems and get out that like anything else is going to be futile. Like you have to have that foundation of civic society before you can put systems and laws and government on place. That's not very satisfying, but of course, yeah. it's something I've been thinking a lot about. Yeah. Everybody wants a quick fix, right? <laughs> Right. You know, if we could just change this one thing about the system, it would work perfectly. But yeah. Uh, So that brings us to we own this city. It's interesting that the wire, it's been 20 years. And I will say this about the wire, uh, because I've just rewatched the first three seasons fairly recently within the last year. And I think even at the time it was released, it was a little dusty in terms of like, you'll remember those first two seasons being about like pager technology. Um. Like at because these were police stories cribbed from the late seventies and the early eighties, if I recall, and that's why it's like the tech felt kind of also if um you know the it was filmed in standard definition with the, like a three four old TV ratio. There's a lot of what I'm saying is there's a lot of barriers to entry, uh, to enjoying the show, and also I think the modern discourse has kind of also gone on since we've had the. You know, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter protests, uh, increased visibility on, you know, systematic police violence and racism. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is kind of a remake or reboot of The Wire is what it feels of me. Full disclosure, we've got screeners for this whole season. Uh, Jim and I have only seen the first episode and we're not going to spoil anything. We're just going to give us we're going to give you our kind of impressions of the show and maybe talk about why if you're a uh, an old school Simon fan you're going to like it and why if you're not you might like it. Um yeah, the the cases that they're talking about are from, you know, a, a book that was written about actual cases. Um but they're they're modern, right? I think the one that they're working with here is like 2017, so less right. than 5 years ago. Um Right. Yeah, yeah, it does it does feel like an update for sure. And and it feels, you know, it's got the same kind of uh, multiple angles on one issue it's got an ensemble cast here that's uh connecting in interesting ways and yeah it's it's very simon yeah i, I think i because i'm not that's the other thing is because this is based on a book called we own the city by justin fenton i've not read that book and i don't want to because i don't want to you know spoil myself for the show mm-hmm. um it wouldn't surprise me if some of these um episodes are not like if it's set to 2017 maybe these things happened in you know 2012 or something but they do ground it to things that actually happened in baltimore city like they mentioned yeah. is it was it freddie green uh, uh yeah i don't remember his name no that's not it freddie freddie gray they talk about the freddie gray uh uh the uh, 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 wrongful death suit that would kind of happen in the city and the riots that it's like sets it so it's not it, it's it definitely contemporary this is a 20 that was mm-hmm. a, that's a 2015 incident and and so like it does feel a little bit more i guess ripped from the headlines than the wire did even when the wire debuted and that's one of the reasons i'm excited about it 
Yeah. Um, it's back, we're back in Baltimore, David Simon's mm-hmm. old stomping grounds, the city he knows best. Um, or see, at least that's that, that, that seems like it. And it's recognizably so. That's the thing that's kind of shocking is where you're in kind of like those row houses and the projects. It's just like a high def version of the wire, man. That shit doesn't seem like it's changed a bit. Yeah, why would it? <laughs> why would it? That's true. What has changed? <laughs> like, right. What's changed? But that's the thing is like I think that when you come back to the city of Baltimore, it feels like a lot of things have changed. Like this Freddie Gray killing has changed a lot. The mayor yes, is totally. had this task force going. But I think the other thing we're going to appreciate is how many new and exciting ways the system has to juke the stats to make yeah. it look like the system is really good at making it look like it's invested in effort to fix itself and to change itself mm-hmm. while also being highly resistant to those change. And, and the way that the government itself changes makes those solutions hard to get to. I think that's one of the more interesting things they're doing in episode one, uh, in my opinion. And man, I tell you what. We've we've talked about this on the the deuce, but Simon and Pelicanos are such masters at this. is such a dense episode. It introduces it, yeah. it. It reminds me a lot of like watching the first episode of The Wire, the first episode of Game of Thrones, the first episode of The Expanse, where you're just thrown into a cast of characters. It's like thirty strong. Mm-hmm. You know everyone's important. They're all working for different factions at different sizes, and and what they did really well in this is through the first episode, I kept on thinking like, well, who are the, cause I knew this is about corrupt cops, but I'm like, mm-hmm. well, who are the good ones? Who are the bad ones? Um, and they did this kind of slight true detective thing where they open up with a series of interviews and events and then flash backwards to see how we got there. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of play- shows do that. Like we talked about the walking mm-hmm. dead doing it kind of shitty this season. But goddamn, I feel like Pelicanos and Simon do it the right way, where it maximizes the interest and intrigue of an already intrinsically interesting and intriguing event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the the John Bernthal character is going to fascinate me. We'll, you know, we'll get into this next week when we actually talk about the episode more significantly. Yeah. But but yeah, that character it is like two sides of a coin simultaneously, and I'm curious to see where they land on him. Because there's a, it's it's interesting to talk about policing in America because, um, you know, we're we're on the other side of a you know historic race, pro, uh, racial protest and and movement for justice. Um, that a lot of people are kind of not satisfied with the way it ended. Uh, it seems like some of the slogans that came out of it, like defunding the police, are not very popular even amongst like African American communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and policing, uh, police are still <laughs> broadly popular. I think most Americans see the need for law enforcement in America. And they, they seem to be setting up a, a, a case study where you've got um, a good cop who's saying, it's not that you can't arrest people. It's just you got to do it the right way. It's not even you can't throw hands. I think David Simon said something about uh, when uh, Freddie, uh, the, uh, George Floyd happened. He's like, most good cops I know, it's like, you fight until you get the perp in cuffs. Like, if someone is, like, resisting arrest, like, you, you, there's, like, you know, if you got to fight, you got to gouge, you got to kick, you got to team up, you got to bully, you got to do what you do. But once you get the cuffs on, the, the bell has rung, and it's over. What's mm-hmm. dirty is provoking a fight and beating on someone when they're already in custody. Because I don't think sure. most people like, you know, if, if someone takes a swing at a cop and a cop swings back, takes and then, then their partner takes them underground and rests them in the cuffs, throw them in the back car. 
Nobody's going to cry for police brutality at that. So you got, on the one hand, you got this. It's like, we can do policing. We just have to, uh, we have to do good policing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the other side of that, which is the cop that does provoke. But maybe in ways that are, strictly speaking, within the law? Uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. You know, some of this is yet to be determined. Like, like, a, like, a, like, like, um, like, like the, the way, like, maybe your little brother would be like, I'm not touching you with mm-hmm. a finger, right, an inch in front of your eyeball. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching right. you. It's like, you're not touching me, but you're also provoking an attack, right? Yeah. Uh, a, an officer that's very skilled at skirting that fine line between essentially, um, and I, again, I, I got my opinions on what side of the line he's on, but bureaucratically and officially, he's on the, the, the side of angels. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting a way to approach this and that it appears that the, you know, in the wire, the targets of the investigation were criminals, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like in this series, the target of the investigation is going to be cops and, and what, what, what becomes of those investigations into them. Yeah. seems like it's both. Um, they, they do are, they certainly are going after the, the criminals as well. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that shakes out. So I think the subject matter, like seeing what Simon has to say after seeing the last five years or so, uh, is going to be interesting. Um, also, the cast is great. Did you like John Bernthal in The Walking Dead or The Punisher? Uh, you're going to get that John Bernthal in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's tough guy John Bernthal, right? Tough guy, but like, you know, maybe like going those tough cops with the heart of gold kind of maybe, is what maybe. he's playing. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. There's a duality to him that I'm not quite sure about yet. All these characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you like one me Masaku in Lovecraft Country or mm-hmm. as a temporal security guard in Loki? She is back as a civil rights investigator uh, doing amazing work. Um, there's just there's tons of people from The Wire. Uh, I forget what his name uh, It's Delaney Williams is the big kind of bear type. That was the, the, the right hand man of Rowell's. McNulty's kind of like I think sergeant right. or whatever he comes back as he's got a big promotion since the days of, of the wire he's now chief of police I believe or police commissioner um you've got uh Jamie Hector who was Marlo Stanfield in the wire returning back oh uh, right you got Josh Charles which I haven't seen him in much because he was big on sports night and also the good wife but he's playing one of these, like the 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 counterpart, the, the or the other side of the coin, or maybe the same side of the coin as John Bernthal, and he is pretty amazing as uh, one of those those villain types that really kind of get mm-hmm. under your skin and <laughs> make you want to take swings on, um, and just just tons of like people that I I recognize and I've seen do good work before, but I'm really looking forward to see them doing more on this show. I think I saw some vets from the Deuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast is typically like I don't know. There's this one cop, one of these county cops that, when you first meet him, he looks like a meathead idiot cop. But you start as you watch him, like the way he asks questions and the way he kind of like tilts his head and the way he makes connections between desperate. Day, you can tell that he's like really, really intelligent. Maybe not conventionally educated intelligence, but like that keen intelligence, like a McNulty type. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good at casting people yeah. that you get who they are on site. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the cast is really great for the show. I do too. Yeah, looking forward to seeing more of them. 
we're getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. All right, so that's kind of our initial thoughts of the first episode of We Own the City, why you might be interested in it, why you should watch it, uh, the things you might find interesting about it. We are creating a brand new feed that you may or may not know about called uh, Taking Back Our Corners. And we are going to, this is going to be a repository for all of our David Simon, George Pelicanos content. We're going to shove all of our uh, past episodes of The Deuce. We have full coverage of The Deuce, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple conversations we've had about The Wire and Show Me a Hero that we're going to put in that feed. So it's like everything is, is all there in one place. Uh, we got a six episode run for this. Um, so if you want to send feedback, do it to corners at baldmove.com. I'm really curious to see what people think about this and, uh, what, what, what you think about the issues that it, re- that, re- that raises and as well as just, uh, how cool the show is, uh, send that into corners at baldmove.com. So the next six weeks or so, we will be taking our time working through this. Uh, we will be dropping this date and time of the episode dropping, which I think is 9 PM on Mondays. Sounds right. I think that's right. But whenever it it, should, it it first airs on HBO or comes out on HBO Max, we will have the episode ready to drop at that. Uh, and then we'll, depending on the, we, uh, how we get feedback and how much we get, we'll either do a supplementary feedback show at the midweek, or we might just take the feedback from the last show and shove it on to the end of the, the current episode. Uh, that depends largely on you. So corners at baldmove.com if you'd like to send us feedback on We Own This City. We'll be back next week with our first full episode of coverage uh, for the new show. Can't wait to see you back then. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.